This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Shipped same-day delivery gives you more time for what you actually want to do this winter. Like rushing it at the gym or cranking up the oven to bake your heart out. Learn more at shipped.com slash winter. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash winter. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. But 
it, it, it involves trekking, so I'm I'm sweating just thinking about it. But they are they are raising uh, money for the Cyril Regis Legacy Trust. Now, I know what you're going to say. Cyril Regis, he was a West Brom fan. Blah blah blah. Look, things like this don't wear shirt colours. They don't wear team crests. It is for underprivileged kids. He's at fifty-two percent of the target he wants to get to. Please, please give him your support. I, if it's only a five or a tenner, it all adds up. There's a lot of little um, donations in there. I did it the other day and I uh, knocked the tax off and I did all that as well to just give him a little bit extra. But um, I, just, I can't say, maybe because I've got four kids, I don't know. But let's give the guy wife some support he's very good he shows the channel a lot of support so let's give him some support as well uh blue podcast um is well was in good evening sir how are you scott is here as always scotty how are you uh hope you are all well um what have i just read on sky sports news very worrying about fafana i don't know what have you read on sky sports news you know, I mean, we're not exactly having a great weekend at the moment, Scott. Are you giving us... You are the bringer of bad news, are you? Let's have a look at what they're saying about Fafana. Um, oh, unsettled Fafana feels less to price the amount of Chelsea move. Yeah, he did all this at St Etienne, didn't he? Um, let's, he's in a five-year contract. He's going nowhere unless we want to sell him. Uh, and that's the end of it anyway let me bring i've got a couple of guests in with me today uh first of all you'll you'll all know her louise good evening hope you're feeling a lot better than you were i am yes yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, good evening everybody and let's hope for a good show yep indeed and well if you don't recognize the face you'll probably recognize the voice from many many Leicester City shows on Radio Leicester he's now on Hermitage FM John Sinclair good evening sir and welcome along for your first show yes good evening uh, nice to be here um, just wish it was under slightly better circumstances after Saturday but there you go yes yeah we, 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 we will come to that we can't avoid it and the funny thing is actually talking about the match uh, tonight at 9 o'clock following this show I'm having a chat with Lee Judges, who is off um, Arsenal Fan TV, AFTV, and um, talking to us about Tielemans, his love or not so much love of Arteta, and obviously the game itself. But let's uh, let's get in, and we we'll always we do the the news first of all. Um, Louise, you and me, we did a lot of European football for the women's this summer. Yeah. And. You, you, you've been following it a lot longer than I have. I, I'm sort of late to the party. I got into it sort of now, and I enjoyed it. I absolutely was I was taken by it totally. I'm going to be doing a show next year, or after this show on a Monday night, I'm going to be doing the review mm-hmm. show. And then we got we got Graham Souness. I mean, do these people not sort of put their brain into gear before they open their mouth? Um, but he says he does not regret describing football as a man's game. I kind of think a little bit two-sided by it because I don't think he's meant to be disrespectful to the women's game when he said it. But at the end of the day, what? You do know what I mean? I don't think he said it out of malice or disrespect. Or at least I hope not. You know, I don't know the guy, obviously. So I I can't say what his, his kind of thoughts are, but... It's really disappointing that on national TV, he's come out and said that. And like I said, I don't think he's meant it how it's been taken, but there's just no thought there to those words and what they actually mean, especially after the summer. Yeah, I guess it's a matter of context as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. And that, that's why I say I don't think he's meant to be disrespectful. But then when people have pointed it out, he's also doubled down on it. You know, he's not said, he's not come out and said, that's not what I meant, I didn't mean to be disrespectful to the women's game or whatever. So maybe that, maybe that is what exactly what he meant. Because if it wasn't, 
then you should have come out afterwards and said, that's not what I meant. I just meant, you know, it's a man's game, as in you are putting tackles in, it's rough and tumble. I mean, yeah, which is not what he's done. But, John, I mean, I, I agree with Louis totally. Um, <laughs> pundits are paid to be controversial. Pundits, they're almost, well, <laughs> radio hosts, me doing this on this channel, we say things sometimes to gauge reaction. And yet, I get what he means, you know, about... I watch ITV4, the big match revisited. My God, <laughs> some of those games were taking chunks out of each other. But I just, like you say, you had the chance to, to double down on it. And you just can't say these days what you used to be able to say years ago. No, he, 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 yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's a bit old school, isn't he? Uh, and perhaps, you know, a comment like that a few years ago, nobody would have blinked. But the, the times have changed big time. You know, look at what happened over the summer. We all went for it. I was at the Leicester City game uh, when the final was on. We all went downstairs, crowd of us around the TV, celebrating like everybody else. Uh, you know, and that has put the women's game to the fore. Uh, me and my wife are talking about going to watch Leicester City women this season. Um, and I think everybody else has really turned on to it. I just think, yeah, it was it was something that you would have said years ago, he got away with it. But now we can't. And, you know, he should have apologised and, uh, and made an excuse of some sort. But, you know, no excuse really, is there? I think also, though, the men's game has changed. You know, it's not like those games on, you know, Match of the Day Revisited. The game isn't like that anymore. So even from the men's side, he's wrong. Or, you know, he's living in the past. And that's why I think he does a lot. Like, obviously, as an ex-player, he, he thinks that they play the same. And the game's changed beyond recognition on that. On that. Um, and, you know, in some, some ways good and some ways bad, but... It's not going back to that. But as words and pictures say there, you know, women spent weeks during the tournament saying how the women's game is played in the female way and attacked men's football for being aggressive. Just get a grip. Totally, again, see it from that point of view. I think there is too much wokeness, but things that I would say to me mate sat here when I'm off camera completely different to what I would say on camera and you do have to think about it and if somebody then approaches you John as a journalist and says what did you actually mean by that you know are you sorry you said it you could you know you could in some way explain it or at least all apologize if it came over that way well also mostly in the studio now you've got uh, women as well as men they should be apologizing to so maybe his colleague in the studio, never mind about the audience. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it, it, it's true. But it is the woke society we live in. It is old school. It's changing. But we said this during the summer, though. It's, it's going to be a slow process. But, uh, mm -hmm. but I, I, you know, it, it's... It's just a little bit, um, you've got to think these days what you say, you know. Yeah. Uh, Kate's in the house, so we better watch it. Hi, <laughs> Kate, how the devil are you? <laughs> I hope you're well, Kate, and had a good weekend. I believe you at the Blackpool Air Show. Not that I'm stalking you, but your picture did come up on my Twitter feed. Either that, or you've got an extremely good display over there in Burnley, I'm not sure. Um, words and pictures, double standards, women celebrating women for being women for weeks on end no one asked them to apologize i mean we're getting into a whole we while we were doing it <laughs> i can see there's a minefield opening up in front of me here so i think we are best we we live in a very different world these days i actually um i write for the, the bbc and every tuesday uh, i have a blog tuesday talking point on the bbc leicester city page uh, check it out tomorrow it is a bit explosive but i did three drafts before i was happy to send it off because i'm thinking like how can that be taken and i and there'll still be something in there that um <laughs> uh you know that will upset somebody no doubt no doubt uh kate says remember to give the man a, a sub and give a thumbs up all helps with growth it does indeed and if you're a fan of championship football 
Burnley, uh, well, Turf Moor House TV, Goodwin uh, Burnley. Get over there now. Danny puts a lot of work into that as well. He eats a lot of very strange things as well for our enjoyment. So get over there and uh, give him your support as well. Um, John, come to you first with this one. Is there any excuse for managers fighting after a match? Well, I don't think it was fighting. I think it was a matter of uh, he wouldn't look him in the eye when he shook his hand, and so he held on to his hand. It was all a bit shenanigans, and he played it down afterwards. Um, they, weren't, they didn't actually fight. They were more in each other's faces, and it just so nothing actually. Okay, they got red cards. They got yellow cards before, um, but I thought it was. Tuchel came over quite well after and saying, you know, it was all part of the event. It was quite fun to watch, to be honest, you know. I did enjoy watching <laughs> well, it. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't exactly. know how so, I wanted to come but out. It showed, it showed the energy and the passion about the team. So, you know, I, 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 and they'll miss the game as a result. But, um, you know, I don't think it was over the top because they didn't actually come to play. Right? You know, it just needs only spaces. Yeah. See, players, well, your sound is breaking up quite badly. Well, I... See, I can't hear you very well either. Oh, well, it's probably just the connection. How are you doing, Luke? Can you hear us both? I can hear you, but it is crackling. Yeah, and I can hear myself as well. Is, is, am I crackly or...? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. all over. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Fingers crossed. Oh, and Louise has got She's had enough. <laughs> Um, words and pictures, um, give the man a sub, use man a sexist comment then. I, it's not because I'm a man. So she was talking about me and, and my channel. But look, we're not going to please everybody on this. Um, do you remember, John, I'm sure you do, a certain uh, match between Leicester and Arsenal? It ended 3-3 at Filbert Street. I was commentating on that. Oh, you, right. Yeah, what, what a game. Yeah, that's better. It was 2-1 oh, yeah. when we, we equalised and then, you know, they went down the other end of 83 to and then Walsh put in. So I think it was non-stop commentary for about, I know, five or six minutes without my co-commentator Neville Colgers saying anything. But at the, at the end uh, of like that game, of course, Steve Walsh. Mm. So it was actually uh, a game I can't really... Forget. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of that game, Steve Walsh and Ian Wright did go head to head as well. And yeah. I spoke to Steve uh, last year about this and I said, Would you have really attacked him? And he actually he said, I mean, the Arsenal players were holding him back, the Leicester players were holding me. He said, Nine times out of ten, you if, if there weren't players holding you back, you'd probably be changing your underwear. Because <laughs> you rely on them doing that. So there's half an hour late, we were, you know, we're having a drink in, in the bar. But it just doesn't set a good example, does it, Lou? And it's the managers. It shows passion. No, it, was, it was a great game, but I just don't know. I just, I mean, is it Can you see, if you're asking your players to be professional, you need to be the same. And that's not professional, however you look at it. I've heard a lot of people saying, well, you know, it's passion, which I can completely get behind. But there's better ways of showing your passion. You know, neither team, you know, have really got any worries. It's second game of the season. If we're, you know, halfway through and one of them was going to go down or something, and one, or one was going to get top four and one wasn't, then you'd understand it. But that's it's an average game, you know, it's not a crunch game. Yeah. Yeah. I, um I, I, so yeah, I don't think we, it's we ideal at all. And I don't think it should be applauded either, like that's no, not professional. No, no. And you expect you know, how can the managers go and have a go at a player for being sent off for doing it when they are doing it? And let's not forget the scenes at the end of the Chelsea game against Tottenham when we yeah, won the yeah. title as well um, I mean I've, I've, there's, there's a video here of, of, of Tuchel afterwards he's smiling and what have you it, it was ridiculous over the fact that he didn't look him in the eye I mean come on you know uh, I just think it doesn't you know we, but then again we complain do we not if we have a manager like a Brendan or Puel who doesn't exactly <laughs> go mad at the uh, at, at the thing People might complain, I don't. 
you don't go into your job and say exactly what you want and start facing up with people because they don't do what you want them to do. Mm. Like, why would you expect a professional football manager paid millions a year to do the same, to not do the same? Dennis Wise whacks somebody and doesn't expect to lose his job. No, if I go into work and I whack someone, I'm going to lose my job. So yes. should you, right? Yes. I mean, again, it is a a a, a nest of vipers that, that, that we're opening tonight. Yeah. Um, we've lost John, but at least I think we found out where the crackling was because it's gone now. So, um, sorry, John, if you come back in, and he is coming back. Ah, hey, he's here. Talk of the devil. Hello, sir. Hello, yeah. I, put, yeah, I was getting that echo all around, so I put my headphones in now so I can hear properly. The, the, the crackling has definitely gone. The crackling yes, has yes. definitely gone. Yeah, that's yeah, good, that's yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, as Chris said, as Chris, I'm Chris, aren't I? As Kay says there, <laughs> supporters and haters, difference of opinion is fine. Uh, slating someone is not. It, it's, it's all about opinions, is football, and we've just got to remember that. We sometimes take it too far, you know. All you know, everybody I think does it at times, especially sort of if it's a, a game that a lot is is relying on. Um, the other thing is uh, Leicester news now. Um, uh, I'm not sorry in the way he's gone out on loan because I can't pronounce his name. Stolchek is it? Stolchak or something like that. Um, he's gone out on loan to Fleetwood um, for the season, which I which I guess you know explains you know why we've got smithers in um so come to you john as you come back in i mean i suppose he will get more time but did we need i know i know Bren, uh, brendan likes a third goalkeeper did we need a third goalkeeper yeah i think it's just i think it's just making up the numbers obviously it's michael games a, a, a big loss but i think players going out alone it's probably good for them and the club because they offload a, a bit of money but it gives uh, the player going out some experience of playing at, at lower levels and we've seen you know lesser players go out before and come back stronger so i don't think there's anything wrong with that at all really no and lou um were you completely underwhelmed by smithers i think he's frozen hello lou <laughs> we are having a hello <laughs> no I think no, your picture's frozen I can't see him moving at all <laughs> I can see him I'm not sure yes oh, and no I think, I think it's really, it's back. really difficult it's really difficult I think I mean we, we, we only saw Popovic, I think, once in about four years in goal, so I don't think we're going to see him a lot. <laughs> we're playing like uh, in and out, in and out tonight. We'll be shaking it about in a minute. <laughs> but John, yeah, before yeah. I know it, I'll be hosting the program. <laughs> yes, you will. If I disappear, just take over. I, we've got thunderstorms everywhere tonight. I think so. I think that could be um, or the dew tonight. So I think possibly the build-up of that isn't helping. Um, but we, we we hardly saw. Yipokovic, did we? Well, yeah, because you, you know, Michael, you know, played almost every game, and you know, we only saw the reserve keeper usually when we went into cup games. So it's kind of what we're used to, really. And I think uh, it's probably tough if you're uh, down the order, but if you go out alone, there's a chance, as I say, to get more games. Yes, and at the end of the day, Blue, I mean. If the worst was to happen, we know we know Danny Ward's only just come back from an injury, um, and mm -hmm. then Everson has to stand up. We then we would need a, a, a backup then, and I'm sure that he'll be on a lot less money than um, than than Casper was. As Luke yeah, very much so, and I think the problem is, isn't it? No, you've gone again, Luke. Yeah, you've got to keep a squad of players happy. Yeah. I suppose he's he's coming in knowing what his position... And she's gone again. John, um, he's coming, he knows what his position is, doesn't he? He knows yeah. where, you know, in the pecking order and the chances are going to be. Uh, and I suppose he's on he's on good, you know, he's got a job for a couple of years. Well, that's it as well. It's all experience, uh, 
you know, I, I can't remember what how old he is, but it's about building up experience at that age as well, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, Smithers is coming in, he's 32. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I mean, it will give a look. Well, it's helped Everson out because he was at Preston last season and got rave reviews. That's right, yes. You know. Um, i point here that Andrew says that which is the next point we're going to say, body to Man United. It's all paper talk, isn't it, John? He's not going to go. Can't see can't it. Can't, can't see it happening at all, actually. I mean, why would he choose to go there? Um, you know his family yeah, might have something to say about that anyway but I would imagine he wants to finish his career at Leicester and looking at Man United bottom of the table it's a step backwards isn't it <laughs> I'm glad you got that in because as bad as a weekend it was we could have been a Man United fan couldn't we exactly yes uh, and Mrs Vardy won't be allowed in Old Trafford says Andrew well you know Again, that's another another story uh, for us to go at another time, another show. Um, yeah. Is anybody else getting a lot of echoes? Uh, Rico says he's getting a lot of echoes. Welcome along, Rico. I'm not now. I seem to be okay. I think John's okay as well. Yeah, the um, headphones out. <laughs> right. Well, let's have a look. The, 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 the today's show. It's all about looking back at the weekend and the results. That um, that came in, and we start with um, we start with the Aston Villa Everton game, two one. I mean Everton, I saw them play uh, Chelsea uh, on the TV uh, game the week before, and they looked a really good team. They looked like they they turned the corner, uh, but again that was at home, and last season their home form wasn't too bad it was the away form that killed yeah. them yeah, yeah I, 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 it was a i watched the game it was uh i thought i thought they might get a draw out of it uh towards the end but they're obviously missing their main striker and they're, they're having to kind of make do a little bit up front you might say uh, but i don't think they had a bad game i think i think on reflection i thought they may have deserved to get a, a point out of the game they certainly got back into it uh, in the second half they're looking a bit stronger uh, they'll be pleased to get the home win after defeat on the uh, opening weekend. But it's quite a good game to watch, and perhaps Everton a bit unlucky not to get something out of it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, well, <laughs> let's talk about it and get it out of the way. Um, oh, sorry, I meant to say, sorry, while we're on that one, is this a, um, a do-or-die season for Gerard? Has he got to do something this season? It, I think it's a but progression, isn't it? Trying to finish in a higher position than you finished last season. Certainly for Everton, who were you know next door to relegation, it's probably again looking for improvement. And kind of that's what all fans look for, isn't it? An improvement. Uh, when it comes to Leicester, we're all a bit worried whether we're going to see that or not, aren't we? That, I've now brought Leicester into it already, but it is about seeing progress. It is. Because I think on Saturday in the next game, Arsenal for um, Leicester City 2. And don't forget, guys, that... Um, oh, oh, no, that's the wrong one. This one, tonight, 9 o'clock, we've got Lee Judges on from uh, Arsenal Fan TV uh, that will be talking the game. His not so much love for Arteta and... Is he still is he fed up with the Tillman saga as a um, <laughs> uh, as, as an Arsenal fan? I mean... I thought last week when we played Brentford that, that first 45 minutes I thought this is this is Leicester back because we played really well second half and this game it was uh, strong words I suppose but well I was going to say unmitigated disaster were we that bad or did Arsenal because uh, they're a great team now they've got some really good signings they've made progression like we said season on season um, I mean, you know, they're saying, oh, we've got Manchester City cast-offs. Well, I'll tell you what, if that's their cast-offs, I'll take them any day well, of the week. Well, yeah, I think yeah, it was a, a Man City fan, you were looking at that and saying, well, that's how we can really play. And he's very strong up front. Uh, obviously got the goals, perhaps a bit unlucky not to get a hat-trick, actually, on today, wasn't he? Um, but, but Leicester, you know, I thought they engaged quite well to start with. They started the game quite strong, but 
I don't know whether you've been watching the series on Amazon about Arsenal last season. I know. I'm tempted to. Is that? Is that it's the, quite interesting. Yeah. Quite have interesting. Just, have they just renamed it just nothing rather than all or nothing? Well, no. I think it's a it's a good perspective on the manager really as well as the players. But mm. I've been watching that over the week as well. Um, you, you know, you go there thinking we haven't got a good record. Can we get somebody out of it? Can we nick a win? Can we get a draw? Uh, when we got back into it at 2 1, I thought, oh, at least you know, now we've got a chance for a point. Uh, but obviously, every time we score, they score a couple of minutes later. Um, and you've got to pay credit to them going forward. Uh, as for defensively, it's a bit worrying. You've got this back three that we all think look quite good. Although, should Siuncu be playing is probably my only question. I'm a bit of a fan of his, I guess, from when he first took over with Johnny Evans. So, our Marty against the Unchu is an interesting one for me. It is because I mean, I Marty has been one of those players that you always kind of groaned when you saw his name on the on the team sheet. But for me, last season he came he came into his own. He, you know, he, he was yeah. called up and he he didn't let us down. But he's not a left-sided player in whatever position, and we saw that against Brentford. But was it just that the fans see things that Brendan can't? Because when I saw that team announced to play uh, to play Arsenal, I was going like, Amarty again on the left. And I feel sorry for him because I don't think he, he was particularly a bad player, but he's just been asked to play out of position when we've got a left-footed defender sat on the bench twiddling his thumbs. Exactly. Uh, of course, you know, going back to the Brentford game, I think it's been mentioned already that we didn't use our subs. Yeah. We only used one sub, and that was a sub perhaps we shouldn't have made, <laughs> if you look at it that way. Uh, but obviously, when Nacho, Nacho came on and obviously made one of the goals, and I've been a bit disappointed that we haven't seen a bit more of him because we know he's got potential. I know he can be frustrating at the same time, but, you know, he is a, a, a decent alternative or a partner for Jamie Vardy and then you've got Dakar as well so there's a, a mixture of riches there for the managers to get around but I think as a game you know when it got to 2-1-3-2 two, two, I thought maybe there was a point in it but Arsenal, let's be honest Arsenal were just too good they were I mean credit I've got them as probably finishing fourth and I I, I think that you know we, know we know whatever happens they could win the treble this season and Somebody, you know, Arsenal fans won't be happy with Arteta. You know, I uh, yeah, I went on to an Arsenal I... channel after the after the game, and I went, surely you've got to be happy with that performance, four goals. And he went, yeah, but Arteta's game management isn't very good. I'm like, what the bloody hell do you need? Yeah, 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 you're second in the table, mate. Yeah. And as for Tillemans, I'm not quite sure why they want to buy him. Not because he's a bad player, but he's not performing great for Leicester. And they've already got quite a good strong midfield. If they buy him, he's probably going to be on the bench anyway, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, Tielemans, I think he wants, he obviously doesn't want to stay. Um, he wants to, uh, he likes Arsenal, he wants to go to Arsenal. They were in contact with him when Wenger was there because of the Monaco connection. Um, I mean, last season, I think if this had been this time last season, there would have been people knocking on the door. Yeah. Um, cause he, but last season, he was asked to play a slightly different role again. Um, indeed, he was injured and he, he was, you know, played further back to sort of help out Mendy. Which, you know, maybe, he didn't, you know, Rodgers didn't trust Mendy. But he had an awful game. He had a stinker. I mean, Arsenal fans were sort of saying, you know, well, there's 20 million knocked off his price, you know. Um, yeah. I, I just... It's getting now. It's getting to a point, and again, you'll you'll see this in my in, in my thing tomorrow on the BBC. It's like just decide what you're doing because you are bringing the squad down because we don't know what we can do transfer wise. We don't know what we're going to need to do. Leicester City need to grow a pair of balls, I think, and actually stand up and say, right, you know, if you don't arrange something with you know and, and get your agent at Arsenal to come up with an offer. At the end of the week, that's it. You're not going because we're not going to have a chance to replace you. Maguire, same sort of situation. Knowing he wanted to go to Man United, knowing Man United was sniffing around, signed an extension to his contract so we didn't lose out. Yeah. And you can easily well, sign a, an extension, a contract extension, and have however many, you know, if it's a top six club, I can, they can talk to me if they're coming for a certain offer. You can put a load of clauses well, in if you wanted to. 
his agent's got a job to do. So he's either got to get him out at a good price for Leicester, or he's got to negotiate a new contract with Leicester. Yes, yes. Do you see him going? Actually, I don't. I think the longer it goes on, the I mean, at the end of the day, let's say he doesn't sign the contract to help us out, and I think he'll he'll ruin his legacy a little bit if he does that. For me, anyway. But if we keep him for a season, he could if he gets back on form, he could be the difference between us getting European football and not getting European football. I think it was was it eighty odd million we got by getting to the semi finals of the Conference League. So, if we lose £35 million on getting nothing for him, we'll make more if he helps us get into Europe. So, it could be a gamble worth taking. And when it comes to sort of playing poker, Leicester have got a damn good poker face, haven't they? Well, yeah, because they're in the driving seat at the end of the day. And we've been here before, as you say, with the likes of Maguire and so on. Um, Mm. And we're pretty good at the the weirdly dealing. We need to do some weirdly dealing because we've got to think about not just about players going out but possible players coming in because a refresh would mm. be very nice on the old position here and there wouldn't it and certainly the fans are looking for Leicester to do something okay we've got players out on loan like you tragedy and so on but it's got to free up a bit of money and try and do a bit of business before that deadline ends it, it, I know it, 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 it's worrying I, I, I feel um Quickly, just before we move on to the next game, Brendan, this is when he's got to earn his money, hasn't he? You know, to me, he's making excuses. He's blaming everybody but himself. He's blaming, you know, well, the weather was hot, but he only made, like you said, one one substitution. Um, yeah, is is he losing the dressing room? Um, you know, he's he he doesn't seem to be accepting any responsibility now if these are slight digs at the board I don't know but he almost sounds like you know when you get the, the managers that are, that are losing week in week out they're in the relegation zone and they keep saying oh, well, we are, next week we're going to come out <laughs> it sounds like he's in a man it's like he's a, he's a manager who's, who's looking over his shoulder yeah, yeah perhaps, perhaps that might that be true. true I mean the I way I look at a season you see and it's yeah, the old fashioned way of looking at it is saying where are you going to be after 10 games, games. Mm. you know we've got some quite, quite tough games game coming up but it's a bit of a mix but then you could say every game in the in Premier League could be quite tough um, so it's a it's a wait and see for me a little bit I'm not going to damn him now but I may be damning him later depending on what happens I think what I, the feeling I'm getting from a lot of, of, of fans on these shows and on, on the Facebook and Twitter groups is they understand that we're going to lose to Arsenal. We've only won one in 32 yeah, yeah, yeah. games at the uh, uh, at Arsenal's ground in the Premier League, so it wasn't a surprise that we lost. But it's the manner that we're losing. When we went through that great escape year. I was travelling seven hours there and back to, to from my base on the south coast to watch the game because I had a season ticket then. Um, but every week we were going down fighting. The players were fighting for Pearson, you know. And I just, you know, they're saying we don't see that bite now. But like you say, it's it's a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and all those other things that they say about football. Uh, so we we will we will see. Where, like you say, it is only two games in. So you know, we've got to we've got to be a, a little bit serious here and think about. And then of yeah, course we've got we got, got Stockport to play, play in the in the League Cup in a few oh, weeks. Can you imagine if we lost that? Well, the team selection. Well, the team selection would be interesting for that one. They say that again. Sorry. Uh, the team selection for that will be an interesting oh, one. It will, it will. I mean, when Inacho came on, what a difference he made. Exactly. I mean, Vardy was getting nothing. Maybe he should have come back, I don't know. But, you know, Vardy, if you're not going to give him the service, then why why is he on the pitch sort of thing? You know what I mean? Well, the thing is well, with Inacho, he comes back towards the ball to collect exactly. it, doesn't it? And moves exactly. forward with it, yes. Yeah. So why bring on Dakar, who is in exactly the same player as Vardy, and we've got two players that are isolated up front. As soon as he brought Inacho on, the game changed, and he set up Madison within five minutes of coming on. Yeah. yeah. 
you know but uh, anyway we could be here all night just talking about this game and um, <laughs> I'll be slitting my wrists soon I'll tell you um, Brighton and Newcastle nil nil um, not much to talk about there do you think this, this, how, how well do you think Newcastle are going to do this season I think they'll do okay you, you, I think from their point, from their point of view they like to think kind of top six seven maybe um, because they ended last season quite strongly they've got a good squad it'd be interesting to see if they do any more business uh, in the window uh, we know they've been linked with the rest of the player but we won't mention that um, but but you know I, I think they, they're quite good certainly at home usually um, I expect them to do quite well yeah, I mean, I've got them, I think, um, seventh, to be honest with you. So um, they've got a good manager there. I mean, I live in, in just outside Bournemouth. I've seen what Eddie Howe did at this club yeah, at Bournemouth yeah. when he was down here. A great, a great manager. And talking to Bournemouth, uh, the next game, Man City 4, Bournemouth nil. Bournemouth won, obviously, the first game back up. Uh, I'm not I'm not impressed with Scott Parker as a manager. Um so I I kind of I've got them struggling this season, but again this was probably a game that they knew they probably you know they were I think you said, said nothing. Yeah. yeah, I think you said as much afterwards. They didn't expect to win it. They went into it to do their the best they could, but Man City were just clearly too good for them. I mean you know, new striker De Bruyne. Goodness me, you know, and he what the the best game. But, but um, uh, yeah, it's a yeah, wait it's and a see on that. that. That's right. I still expect, expect them to stay up though, for some reason. Or maybe I don't. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I say Fulham and, and Bournemouth. I'm, I'm kind of like that with them. But I just, as I say, I just don't know if Scott. Scott I don't know against Scott Parker, but uh, he didn't do it obviously at Fulham before. Now. Showing that I know absolutely nothing about football, I'd, I've got Leeds United to finish twentieth. Really? <laughs> they won last week and they were 2 0 up against Southampton this week. Uh, Southampton, unfortunately, because we've got them next, managed to stage a very good fight back and, and got it to 2 2. But I have got these two clubs as going down. I mean. Well, Leeds, got, Leeds have got Bamford back because they missed him a lot last season. I think getting him back was a real bonus for them at the beginning of this campaign. Uh, they let it slip though, didn't they? At 2-0, they yeah. should have really held on for the win. Uh, Southampton do have resilience. I mean, obviously, you, we go back to when we hammered them before and they've yeah. almost since then, they've steadily improved. As for them being relegation material, I'm not sure. I think they've got, they, I think they've got enough to stay up. Uh, as for these, I'm a bit on the fence there. I, I couldn't, really, couldn't really say one way or the other. Uh, but uh, you know, what's important for teams like them is is winning their home games. I think. Yes, yeah. I think with Southampton, for me, I don't want them to go down because, like with Bournemouth, I mean, you know, it's a it's a ten minute bus and train ride for me, so it's like a like a home game. So I didn't, I don't want either of them to actually go down. But it's just Southampton. I just don't know how much further that Houston Harlan. I think he's a good manager. But I just think he's doing one job, the job there with one hand tied behind his back. Yeah, <laughs> All his yeah. good players he's got to sell. Um, Leeds, I just think, I still think Jesse March was a, a strange appointment for them. Yeah, yeah. it, it kind of came out of the blue, that, didn't it, really? But mm. for me, as again, I think it's about if he gets the players to, to play as, as he wants them to. And I think having Bamford back, as I say, is a key player for them, was he, when. Certainly, when they got promoted and when they yeah. you know, when they came up. Yeah, no, indeed, indeed. Um, another nil-nil in Wolves and Fulham. Um, I got surprised of the week that Wolves let Connor Cody go. Well, yes, that was a surprise to me as well. You know, that um, a couple of players you think you want to hang on to them, but they didn't. Um, it was obviously a good signing for for Everton, though, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, they'd be pretty happy with that because he's uh, he's got an organising at the back. Yeah, it was a nothing game. That I, I, I can't even. I don't think even saw I saw the highlights of it. Didn't see. I, I wasn't that interested. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Um, and then we come to, oh, well, maybe our 2-2 two -two wasn't so bad, but I've just got to, let's just see what people think about it. <laughs> Yeah, Brentford 4, Manchester United 0. I thought Mark Goldbridge was going to give birth on his, uh, on his TikTok, on his channel. Um, I mean, they're in a mess, aren't they, Manchester United? Yeah, I think the manager didn't realise how big a problem it has been, and he certainly learnt a lot in the first couple of games. No, it's just dreadful. There was no fight, there was no passion. Uh, Brentford went for it, uh, they closed down well. That's for the Man United keeper, I think. I mean, they let one of their keepers go, aren't they, to, to Forrest. And Dean Henderson will be laughing all the way to the bank in that one, see. Uh, but they were just awful. And, and they are where, they're, where they should be. Uh, what's he going to do in the transfer market? And how much money is he going to get? And, who, who's going, and, and what player's going to want to sign for them currently? It's interesting. This is it. And this is what I've heard. I mean, you know, the, you know, what we can't take away that what they achieved under uh, Sir Alex Ferguson was amazing. You know, not credit that they, they were great. But it kind of left them, I think, with a hot potato. They, you, you know, you can't look at we struggled to replace Martin O'Neill for a while, didn't we? You know, yeah. It, yeah. when you've got a manager that is God to the fans oh, and God, does God, that God, for you. Um, can you still hear me okay? Yeah, sorry, I've yeah, just got yeah, my yeah, phone on charge because right. the charge is running down. So I've had to send my headphones out. That's <laughs> okay, don't worry. Uh, it, it's hard to replace them, but they, they, they expect, and I, and I suppose the reason is, because, and it's a credit to Man United that they were successful for so long that people don't remember the pre Sir Alex days, you know, and I, I, I just. I don't know. I, I just think they expect too much, and you know, it, it took. Arsenal haven't won a trophy in eighteen years. It took thirty years for Liverpool, and I think Manchester United have got to give Ten Ten Hag, you know, time because it is a massive rebuilding job he's got. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's uh, it's uh, it has yeah, been a long-term long project, project, and it continues to be so. Uh, but this is a, one of the biggest clubs in the world, followed by people all over the world. Uh, so they've got to try to live up to the reputation they used to have under Sir Alex. Um, but what they do in the transfer market now will be watched very, very closely. Uh, but just the attitude of the players, maybe. You know, there's talk, there's talk of uh, some players going already. Um, so we'll, we'll wait and see. But um, it's one to watch very closely, I think, over the next few weeks. It is. I think it might just keep us off the back pages for a while. But that that said, let's not take anything away from Brentford. What oh, a they were brilliant first half they had. Yeah, brilliant. Could have been more as well, couldn't it? it yeah, it easily could have been more. Um, Scott says here, um, is it me or can anyone else see a fight amongst Man United players like I believe happened at Newcastle many years ago? It, I don't know. Well, you hope yeah, that doesn't happen. happen. It's, it's, it's sad, sad when it does, does but yeah. when things aren't going very well, tempers can rise. Yes, they can. They can. But no, but well done to Brentford. I I love it when these little clubs, and no disrespect, because I still talk about Leicester as a little club, but when they come up and they break the mould and they stay up, you know, I'd have loved to have seen Luton come up this, this term, but unfortunately it was that, that other little club from Nottingham was it, was it Tony Cotty who scored at Old Trafford for a 1-0 win way back when it was yes yeah and, and it felt good didn't it <laughs> sorry what it felt good at the time oh it felt very very good and no doubt uh, he's actually coming on the channel we've got in November just before we break up for the World Cup we play Everton on one Saturday which is obviously one of his clubs we play West Ham as the last game before we go away the following Saturday and we're doing an interview with him on the Wednesday in between. So that could be a very, very interesting week. Um, yeah, I remember then, talking, yeah, I remember talking to him a few times and obviously then we won a, a trophy uh, with him in the team. Of course, he, he, he kind of lacked that in his career, hadn't he? So, yeah. well, he was always he a really nice to Leicester. 
he had to come to Leicester to win one, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'll, I'll remind him of that. Uh, that's the Saturday games, and we'll be back looking at the two on Sunday straight after this. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey, guys, Ian Hume here. Hi, everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Indeed. So, let's have a look at Sunday. Um... Let's bring it up. Of course, there's a match tonight. Kicks off at eight. Liverpool, Crystal Palace. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, not only did Leicester lose, and that was that was bad enough, but I mean, Forest Forest went and won. I yeah, mean, the, 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 the controversial thing for me there was the disallowed goal for West Ham. Mm, I thought the players just ran into each other. It was an accidental collision. Yet they gave it as deliberate, so the goal was ruled out not sure about that I, I you know I somehow think you see some of these VAR decisions and it would you know we, the idea of VAR as I always used to say if a ref's had a good game you don't end up talking about him and it should be the same with VAR you know during the Euros the women's Euros it was brilliant there was quick decisions on the whole yep, yep. Uh, obviously, there's occasions there's always going to be one, and, and I think it was the Holland Sweden game or something, but it went on for a long time because, I'm honest with you, you, could, you couldn't, it was really difficult to tell. But generally speaking, they were quick, they got it right, but I don't know what it is with the VAR. Whether it's unworkable with football as it stands, I just don't know, but you know. Well, it's, it's, the, good as the, pe- it's the good as the people running it, isn't it, I guess? It is. It is. I mean, I speak to. I mean, Julian Watts, another ex-player. You know, and I say they should have ex-players running it because you've got these referees that are all in this club together, and his mates running VAR. So does his mate want to really say, "No, actually, you got that wrong," you know? (laughs) But if you've got independent people doing it and ex-footballers that know what they're talking about, but you know, anyway. I thought generally it was quite a good game to watch. The West Ham were in it for quite a lot of the game. Mm. Uh, you know, to be fair, Forest played pretty well. I mean, they've signed a lot of players and spent a lot of money piecing them all together. You know, can't have been that easy. I mean, Lingard coming, I think, was a, a bonus mm. to them. I fancy Lingard coming to Leicester, quite frankly. I think he's a, a, a good player to have. But, you know, you've got to put your hands up and say, OK, Forest have gone off the mark. It, it feels bad to say that. Because as Leicester fans, we know the rivalry between the two clubs. But, you know, they're off the mark. West Ham would be unlucky not to have any points so far from their, from their two games. But it is what it is. They've got Everton, they're away at Everton next week, Nottingham Forest. So that will be an interesting... Well, that's, uh, that's a big one, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, do, you, do you think, I mean, it hurts me to say it, and I take no pleasure in saying it, but I do think Forest will stay up. I think they've got an excellent manager... I think he will make the difference. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. I just want less than the finish above. Oh God, of course, of course. <laughs> you know. uh, but yeah, I mean, if they finish 16th or 17th, uh, yeah, that will do. That as long as I say we're like you say we're above. But it's going to be difficult because he's got a lot of players to bed in, and we saw with Fulham just going out and buying and buying and buying doesn't guarantee that you're going to stay up. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, the, I mean, it's always going to be the sorry, you know, the icing on the cake when it comes to. Uh, oh, Man United have just withdrawn the De Jong offer, by the way. So uh, you're wondering what they were going to do in the transfer window. There's one thing they're not going to be doing. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I don't think yeah, he wanted to go anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he didn't. He didn't want to go there, did he? Um, but uh, the, yeah, Spurs versus Chelsea, two-two. Uh, bit of a ding-dong but it's the sort of game you you enjoy as a neutral watching yeah Chelsea obviously I think perhaps much the better team over the 90 minutes weren't they really uh, and perhaps deserved all three points from it you know Tottenham scoring the equaliser in the sixth minute of stoppage time or something was it and there was an incident there was an incident of hair pulling which should have been red carded how they didn't spot that I don't know 
Kukureta in the penalty area. Um, so I think Chelsea will feel a bit aggrieved by that. Uh, for Tottenham, who don't often win at Chelsea at all, do they? Get the point with the right bonus for them. No, no. And we, we do know how Scotland can... Um... <laughs> Sorry, Scotland. What am I saying? Scotland. We all know that Tottenham do like the odd uh, late goal now and again, don't we? We've been on the end. Oh, of, yeah, oh, we've yeah, been there last season. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah. yeah, oh, God, were you? You you have my sympathy. You have my sympathy. Thank you. Um, yeah, 96 minutes it was, you know, but, uh, but as I say, from a neutral's point of view, great games to see. Do you see either of these two challenging um or is it again is it going to be a, a shootout between man city and liverpool for the title again yeah man city yeah, man liverpool, i think uh, yeah, i certainly think chelsea, chelsea will be uh yeah. in there i mean i did yeah. think i mean watch them play the first game spurs might be in it but they need to sort sort maybe a, a couple of things out but they're a good side so i wouldn't be surprised if they're in there challenging in the, the top six area but we've seen before that they they have a good run and then later on perhaps they have a dip which they did when we won the title if you remember <laughs> oh, yeah. some years ago so can they be consistent is the question for me i think this is the best chance they've got of achieving something because yeah. they've got a manager in there who's who went i mean nuno we know was the wrong wrong manager for them Sure. I, I mean, it was about the tenth choice anyway. It was a case of you know who was left that wanted to go there. Uh, but when Conte came in, I think he was able to come on in and say like, you know, you need me more than I need you. So if you want me, this is how we will do things. And I think that is what uh, Daniel Levy's needed. Somebody that will stand up to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As you yeah, say, he puts a good side together. He's used to winning things. He's, a, um, he's got them playing quite well. Uh, he's got some good players in attack, um, you know, and I think, um, I think generally speaking, it's a good squad. So I expect them to be there or thereabouts, but can they cross the finish line is always my question. I don't think they will, no. I mean, I, I think they will literally, I've got them as third. Right, So which is not, which will suit them. <laughs> it's their favourite position. Um, and <laughs> Arsenal fourth, which is of course is their favourite position as well. <laughs> yeah, John, thank you so much for popping on and doing that. Really enjoy it. Hopefully, we'll see you again next week if uh, time allows. Um, okay, I'll try so to remember the time, time next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I say Louise, it was Louise as well. So don't worry. I just uh, I have a spare pair of underwear always at the side of me just in case. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, where, where where can people listen to you these days? Well, I'm doing uh, Hermitage FM, uh, which is on uh, from four, 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday's for two hours. It's also on uh, basically the same place as Caron Wellbeing Radio. Uh, they're both online stations. Uh, and that one's on 10 in the morning, uh, again, Wednesday to Friday. Yeah. Thank you so much. Check him out there, everybody, if you've not uh, listened to John great to have to see you thank you very much for coming on like i said i'll send you a watch in the post so you can keep an eye on the time <laughs> thank you you're welcome and uh, we'll see you next week take care john take care Cheers, thanks very much all the best bye-bye thanks to john there for giving up his time we really do appreciate it these people they give the time up uh it's their own personal time and they give it up uh, and come and help us out we really do appreciate it lou had unfortunately uh, a lot of internet problems uh she was coming and going coming and going and then she was just gone she couldn't <laughs> she couldn't get it going again um but we're going to be back um at nine o'clock and we're going to be talking yes arsenal again we're going to be talking um Mikel Arteta, the game 4-2, but of course the big elephant in the room, Yuri Tillemans. Do Arsenal still want him? What are they messing about at? Stick a check on the table, you could have him, Arsenal. You know, we, we don't have to sell, we won't blink first, you will. Let's see what uh, Lee Judges from Arsenal Fan TV has to say tonight in just under an hour's time i will see you then thank you for watching if you've been listening thank you for listening as they always used to say on the radio don't touch that dial 
and we will be back <laughs> we will be back in an hour's time thanks for watching take care good night thanks for watching lester till i die this is chris saying goodbye and see you next time Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.